Welcome, everybody, to the return of the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Big Kahuna Corrigan, joined by immunocompromised Andrew Dobius and Brendan the <laughs> producer, Pika. How is it hanging? And welcome back. Oh, we're starting <laughs> out the season like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. really glad I kept my nickname. Good. <laughs> Yours is so natural. And Andrew, I, yeah. I have to admit, that one's pretty fitting for you, but it that doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well. I, Although it doesn't roll off the tongue, I think that one might be one of my favorites. Immunocompromised. <laughs> yeah, that was actually just really funny. It's the biggest compliment you've ever received. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, I am stoked to be back. Um, it has been a long, strange off season and we're about roughly 50 days away from the start of the season, which cannot come soon enough. And hopefully it is regular football or as regular as it can be under the circumstances. Yeah. We, I mean, I know we like to keep it positive here. Uh, and we're trying, I got faith still, but, uh, I'm just, it's just making me nervous, man. I just want football. It's all I want in life. Yeah, no, I, you know, I'm right there with you. Um, I know with COVID, there's some some changes around the NFL that might really affect fantasy football. Um, nothing's really been set in stone yet. Uh, on August 1st, the NFL is giving players the decision to opt out of the season if they choose. Uh, it sounds like the players want to play, uh, which if I was getting paid that much money, I would as well. Uh, but August 1st is the deadline as of now that everything is variable and subject to change. Uh, but day. for now, that's kind of the soft deadline. So I would recommend drafting after August 1st, <laughs> uh, just in case there are some stars that uh, are having second thoughts. Um, some other things that might be affected, you know, if somebody catches COVID during the season, the NFL has toyed with the idea of having them sit out for the three next or the next three weeks mm-hmm. after they've been diagnosed with COVID, uh, which would obviously affect your fantasy prospects. Yep. So, some recommendations, you know, maybe talk to your commissioner, add a bench spot or two, or work out a different IR system. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it should really affect fantasy football this year, uh, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Oh, so, I, my I advice is, bad, but... yeah, yeah. I mean, pay attention, but we'll do what we can to keep you informed. Uh, and thank you for listening. Yeah. We are excited to be back. Our second season, uh, we're faster. We're smarter. We're stronger. Yep. yep. And gosh darn it, I think we're a little bit more likable too. Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. I dig it. Uh, well, since our last episode, we did a free agent recap. Uh, there Back were some. Evil. Yeah, a hot minute ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some some new signings. Some are much more important than others. Uh, I'll just start it off with Brandon Cooks to the Texans. Uh, they replaced DeAndre Hopkins with Brandon Cooks. So yeah. Bill O'Brien is, it seems like he's, <laughs> it seems like he doesn't want his job and he's doing everything he can to get out of it. But <laughs> yeah, I not letting don't him understand go. what's going through his head. I mean, <gasps> like uh, Brandon Cooks is a good receiver. And oh yeah, he's fine. He's going to be, I, I think the top target for the Texans. I don't think that, that that's that uh big of a stretch to say that but uh it's he's no deandre hopkins no no he's not i mean he's just trying to put a band-aid on a a, (laughs) on a flesh wound (laughs) yeah a severed leg it's not gonna fix it man it's just that's a big hit to the offense that was the sean watson i'd just be like really what i gotta (laughs) do with 
Oh, man. Uh, another uh, free agency move that I don't know why is on our, our outline, but it is anyway. Greg the Leg Zerloin to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, a bigger news tidbit. Uh, Cam Newton goes to the Patriots, ruining wow. the hopes of Dolphin, Bill, and Jet fans. Uh, yeah. Rob, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Rob Gronkowski goes to the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston is the backup for New Orleans, uh, which apparently leads to a big payday. I put that in the outline just so we can take a moment to realize we don't need to worry about Jameis Winston. We shouldn't need to worry about Jameis Winston this season because you go up against Jameis Winston and it's just you're terrified because he has the potential to throw 500 yards in one game. Oh, you just don't need to deal with him. Oh, it's It's true. Yeah, it'll make our decisions a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, Frank Gore, the immortal, goes to the New York Jets. Uh, bad for Le'Veon Bell. Bell yep. And Brashard Perryman goes to the New York Jets as well, uh, which I don't think too many people care. Yeah. So it's, nothing I mean, too crazy. Anderson. But... Yeah. So, I mean, trading Robbie Anderson for Brashard just something, Just something to note that like. Yeah. He, he could break out. I mean, he yeah. definitely yeah. should have promised last season with the Buccaneers. So certainly could see it. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. The big storylines, obviously, Cam Newton and Gronk. Uh, but we'll get into that, I am sure. Andrew, you had the idea for a segment today. Yeah. Which three newly signed free agents will have the biggest fantasy impact this season? Mm-hmm. I'll go first. Yep. Um, this is cheating because I think it's a little too easy. Go for uh, but it. Cam Newton. You know, I I think he has a chance to immediately go into a top 12 quarterback role this season. Um, Bill Belichick's strength is utilizing the talent he has. He hasn't always had the best players, but he knows how to put them in the right situation to succeed. Cam Newton is still a huge human being with incredible running potential. Uh and the Patriots don't have a very good running back. You know, I think no, Bill I think anything at this point. Yeah, I think Belichick will, you know, fully understand how to utilize Cam Newton to its strengths. Cam Newton has a one year deal. I mean, he's he's a former league MVP. We've seen what his height is. I mean, he's a I mean, we've seen him be the fantasy football quarterback number one. Uh, He's great. So he's coming off of a couple injured seasons. Um, I think he has a real chance here to reestablish his real NFL value and also his fantasy football value still has Edelman. Um, yep. you know, I, I think he can do uh, enough. James White, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad, not a bad surrounding weapon. cast. So, Cam Newton, I think, is a, a good candidate for this category. You said what? Top twelve potential? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he has top five potential, oh. but I think realistically, he'll be top twelve. Yeah, that's that's a little too much for me. Um, I think that he has the potential of getting very low top ten, eight eight at the highest, eight nine ten. I don't know. Here, it, it, Andrew, here's a question for you. Yeah. So, Hit me with it. and this is perhaps a little blasphemous. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between okay. Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson besides the age difference? Uh, Cam Newton being injury prone. Right. I mean, he's, if they're both healthy, three years of injuries, mm-hmm. and he just Let, let's just pretend he's healthy. Really affected him. Pretend yeah. that he's super healthy. Yeah. We, I mean, I'm thinking back to like you know the Super Bowl run that he had, and that's amazing. Then there's barely any difference, but that was a long time ago. Right. So I mean, that's what 
80% of Lamar Jackson. 80% of Lamar Jackson from last season <laughs> would be a top 10 quarterback. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I, it would uh, be, but yeah. I, I just don't think with, with all the injuries that Cam had uh, with a new offense, I mean, actually, I think he would do better uh, this year than if he played the entire season last year. I don't know. I just, Belichick can just make great things out of nothing so i just think you're a coward and you're shying I, away from a real opportunity but that's fine don't think you know, you're like you're not uh, a fantasy baller okay so let's I'm, compare two I'm big baller corrigan right? okay let's hear it would you rather have carson wentz or cam newton because they both don't have that good of an offense they only have a couple good weapons i mean i guess eagles have a little better offensive weapon but uh, i think cam has a higher upside but as far as safety i'd go Wentz. okay you know that's actually a fair, that's that's a fair argument. Yes, that's a good point. I am an expert. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take the risk, Camden, he's one of those guys I'm staying away from this year. Well, but, and you don't you don't even have to draft him that high. No, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that's a worthwhile like, shot in the dark. Yeah, I could see why you put him in the second though, because he could have a really big fantasy impact. But yeah. I just the last three years, I I just don't think so. All right, let's hear your your recommendation. Uh, Todd Gurley. Sell me. I was waiting. Okay, I was waiting to hear a reaction. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> if you're going to be upset or not. Um, obviously, the arthritis in the knee was very concerning last year. Uh, and the Rams were holding him back, in my opinion. I think once the Rams realized they needed to make the playoffs, they kind of let him run free, and he played a little better. Um, although that Rams offensive line was garbage last year did not help his case the falcons have been looking for a good running back for a while now because devonta freeman just kept getting injured and ito smith just won't do it uh and i think that they're just i i don't think they're gonna hold back with Gurley. i don't think they're gonna try to limit anything i think they're just gonna let him run free and uh i th- i think that if he doesn't get injured he could he has a chance of making top 10 there's a chance to being as good as he was, not as good, but almost as good as he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pick. Um, obviously, the health is a big issue. I mean, yeah. the Falcons have even said they don't exactly know what they're going to do with him because they haven't been able to test him out yet because yep. of COVID. So, I mean, if if it's, you know, a, as close to regular health Todd Gurley, I mean, this yeah. is a great situation. He doesn't have all that much competition uh, for touches. And this is a really effective, high-octane offense. Yeah, and look at who they're facing this season. Oh they're facing gosh. the Saints. They're facing the Buccaneers. Uh, those are going to be blowouts. Yeah. And we saw, even last year, with an awful, awful offensive line with the Rams, mm. he still scored a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, 12 I mean, touchdowns. this guy is he's a scorer. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think he can be a top 10. Yeah. Uh, would I, If you had to put a number on it, percentage-wise, what do you think the chances are that he finishes as a top top ten? As a, as a top ten, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's pretty low to me. Uh, it's like twenty right. percent because there's okay. so many running backs out there that I think have yeah the potential of making it. But well, I, I think as a low end RB two, I think he would be amazing. Well, and and truthfully, I mean, last season one of my picks for a breakout was Devonte Freeman. Yeah, I mean that was an opportunity I was in love yeah. with. So Todd Gurley is a better Devontae Freeman if he's healthy. So yeah, no, I completely agree. And I certainly see where you're coming from. Uh, 
my next pick is David Johnson. Um, wow. You know, not the most sexy pick. You know, we've, we've seen David Johnson for a couple seasons now. We've seen him be amazing and we've seen him hurt mm-hmm. and we've seen him not amazing. Last season was rough. He did not look like the same old David Johnson. He got traded to the Texans. Uh, this Texans team is not as dynamic as they were a season ago. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, and I believe they lost faith in their head coach. Uh, but here's the thing. Carlos Hyde was relevant last season. He was tied for 11th most carries in the NFL last year. I think David Johnson has a chance to be a really solid RB2 this season. He's going to get the workload. Uh, this Texans O-line isn't amazing, but they're not bad. You know, if if you get a middle-of-the-pack line and truly, you know, he doesn't need to be great. If he's healthy and he's getting the work, I mean, that's enough for a solid RB2. So yeah. I think David Johnson takes a step forward. I think this is the right team for him right now. The dude's a hard worker. I really like his personality. Um, I think his head's on straight. I think he can make a pretty big difference. Do I expect a top 10? No. <laughs> no, no, no I do not. Chance. But back end RB2, you yeah. don't have to you don't have to pay a whole lot for him right now. His ADP is pretty reasonable. Um, I'm a fan. David Johnson, if I need a running back towards the mid rounds, he's somebody I'd be willing to take a shot on. He he could be a steal. He could actually be a be a steal. I agree with that. Uh I funny enough that you mentioned David Johnson. Uh, I put down Kenyon Drake. Oh, back. Well, I mean, uh, he was traded last season, so kind of cheating. Last, but I'll I'll hear yeah, you. Yeah, that's that's true. I was looking at the uh, the new contract signing. Um, they I'll accept to it. A, to a one year deal I, thing. <laughs> I love Kenyon Drake too, but I just want to hear yeah. you keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, you just just want me to just keep saying Kenyon Drake the entire time. Okay. We know what happened. That would be. We know what happened last year when he transferred to the uh, got traded to the Cardinals. He did amazing. He just fit that offense a lot better than he did with the Dolphins. Um, right at that point where we lost faith in him, we we just I remember at the beginning of the year just saying, "No, he's he just doesn't do it. Doesn't do it for me. He's not a good running back." Uh, then he goes to Arizona, and I think he becomes top fifteen. His last three games, he got almost, yeah, he got 300 yards and seven touchdowns. I think that Kenyon Drake is going to be awesome this year. Definitely super high upside. Um, I see, I picked Kenyon Drake because I want, I was going to go Stephon Diggs, but then I thought I should mix it up. So if Kenyon Drake is cheating, I could make an argument for Stephon Diggs, but it's up to you. I dig it. Uh, my final player that I think will have the biggest fantasy impact is Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Oh I think he is going to be the biggest X factor this season. Um, I just don't see a middle ground. I think he's either going to be a superstar again, or he's going to be nothing. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. ADP is very late. People just don't seem to know what to do with him. You know, if he comes back and is you know, a a fraction of what he was at his peak, he's still going to be a really good tight end. It is not hard to be a top 10 tight end anymore. Uh, So if he's healthy and he, I mean, he's Tom Brady's boy. I I mean, he's the, I think the biggest example of a quarterback favoring his buddies than anybody else I can remember. I mean, he had Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. 
if he trusts you, he's going to throw you the ball a ton. And I don't think there's anybody he trusts more than Rob Gronkowski. So even just even if he sits on the sideline the entire game and in the red zone comes out in the field, when, yeah. he's going to finish the season with a significant yep. number of touchdowns. I mean, so, if a tight end scores a touchdown, if your tight yeah, end scores a touchdown, yeah, they're a top ten tight end. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think that's what we have with with Rob Gronkowski. I mean, Jared Cook is a top ten tight end, and he was last season. I think just because of touchdowns, he is not an athletic marvel. Rob Gronkowski was out last season. You know, I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I don't know how football ready he is. I do know he's a psychopath and I do know he is really good at football. So in the best way possible in the, in the right way, you know, I think he can make a huge difference. I lean more towards good Gronk than bad Gronk. I think he wants to prove he can make it without Belichick. And I think this guy's motivated by fun. He signed with the Buccaneers to have fun. He's going to go out there and play backyard football with Tom Brady, and they're going to try to win a Super Bowl, which I know is lame because everybody's trying to win a Super Bowl. But with him, it's motivated by fun. I love Gronk, um, and I think he's definitely worth a shot because really after tight end three, you're just shooting a shot in the dark. Who who knows what's going to happen? I like Gronk's chances. He's got everything you can ask for and the track record. Gronk's my boy. Dude, this Buccaneers offense is just going to be crazy this year. Well, oh. it should be. I mean, I remember people saying that about the Browns last season. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if it holds up. <laughs> who, who would say anything like that? Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. We're talking about. Yeah, Gronk, Gronk is a really good one. I got a quick question, though. What What is his upside? What is his the best he can do this season in terms of top? Yeah tight ends like is he hot like do you think he has the potential to finish higher than an Ertz? do you think higher than a, a hmm. Kittle or a Kelsey or is that too high that's a great question uh you know honestly I would see his value or his his high end ability as tight end three I think he is behind Kelsey and Kittle even at his best um because I mean he is older you know he's not he's not gonna have the same yeah. yards after catch as Travis Kelsey or Kittle, especially Kittle. But no, I think the touchdowns will be there. So I think tight end three, that's where I think his ceiling would be. But I mean, you know, we've seen what peak Rob Gronkowski is. So yeah, I'd, I'd put him as three as a ceiling. That's exactly where right. I, I would put him as well. So uh, last guy, I got Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, shut up. Oh my <laughs> he's, God. I know he's, he's 33. Um, and you know it's he's he's past his prime during the you know yeah. sixteen season. Uh, he's he's been on a lot of teams, but he's I think so that old. He's played with Peyton Manning. <laughs> yes, he, he has. Uh, I I think that he could be very underrated. Now I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a top ten. I don't want to say top fifteen either, just because there's so many good wide receivers out yeah, there. Yeah, but don't. I believe that he could be a pretty high-end flex at the end of the season because all eyes are on Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's the best wide receiver in the game, all that. I think that adding a veteran wide receiver as your wide receiver two on the Saints, I think is beneficial for Emmanuel Sanders owners. I think that he can get – I. 
with all the, I'm just saying, with all the eyes on Michael Thomas, I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to get targeted a lot more than we think. Well, Andrew, I will let you <laughs> take that one because I yeah. do not agree. He, you uh, can get it but, basically for free this season. Yeah, well. that's so, you get what you pay for. I take the risk, man. Take the <laughs> risk. You know, you know who else okay. I got for free? Freaking Lamar Jackson. So there you go. That worked out. Nice, nice brag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I great. I think Emmanuel Sanders is still a very good player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's somebody I'm excited for this season. But you know what? I've been wrong before. Yeah. You've been right before. Yep. Let's get crazy. Let's see what yeah. happens. Let's do it. Uh, you know, there's some other changes that happen in the NFL, some head coaching changes. Now, essentially, we are focus more on the players, uh, but coaching does make a huge difference. Uh-huh. You know, we've seen the impact of coaches like Mike Zimmer implementing an effective run system. You know, we've seen high flying coaches like Bruce Arians and the change he made. Mm-hmm. So, you know, coaches do have an impact uh, and these new faces in new places are something we should mention. Nice. Starting out with the Carolina Panthers, we have Matt rule, cool. a former college coach, uh, a very good former college coach. Yeah. You know, Andrew, break down your feeling in Matt Rule. Yeah, so I wasn't big into Baylor football, so I didn't <laughs> get the opportunity to watch a lot of Matt Rule last year. Uh, but from the research I did, I mean, he, he did pretty well. He's a Baylor head coach. He finished 11-1 and last year, won a couple ball games um, throughout his career. Uh, it, and the main thing that I wanted to know is, like, what's his playbook? Right? I want to know how he is going to what he's going to do to change the Panthers offense. Um, And funny enough, he didn't call his offensive plays when he was at Baylor, which is a little weird, but it seems like he really does like to do a run heavy um, offense. So what better player to, you know, do that with, with uh, Christian McCaffrey. So I think that Matt rule is going to be pretty solid for the Panthers. I mean, he's got the best running back in the game right now. It, it, it concerns me though, just with the quarterback situation, but we don't need to get into that. Um, I expect a very, yeah, he's in a tough division, so I wouldn't have your hopes too high for Matt rule, but I think that Panther fans should be happy with this choice. Yeah, I, I don't know much about Matt Rule. It's, it's hard. Um, you know, I, I've got a couple of feelings about the Panthers this season. Uh, and a lot of it does have to do with the new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, because of COVID, uh, this is a, a coaching staff who doesn't get a preseason. No. They don't. It, he's never been an NFL coach before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge adjustment going from college coaching to nfl coaching um and because of covid he's not going to get the same same practice he gets uh there's not a super great track record of uh college coaches going straight from college coach to nfl head coach yeah they're just trying to find the new cliff kingsbury basically yeah (laughs) i'm not saying it's impossible for matt rule to be good but I so right now Vegas has the Jaguars as the Panthers most likely no no they oh, Vegas has the Jaguars as the most likely worst team in the NFL. Oh, okay. I would not be surprised if the Panthers are the worst team in football next season. Dang. You know they they've lost so many of their key leadership players. Yeah. Greg Olson, Luke Keekley. Yeah. They lost Cam Newton. This is a whole new team, 
whole new ownership, no, no whole new coaching staff, and they're not having a full off season. So yeah. I think it's entirely possible. McCaffrey is going to be McCaffrey. Yep. There's a chance everything else around it is crap. <laughs> I mean, you have yeah. a new quarterback, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, learning a new system. You know, I love DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, I feel strong feelings towards Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. I I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't hate him, but I don't love him. Love I, I think there's a real chance Panthers are the worst team in, fo- in football this year. Like you said, a really tough division. <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing you got to look at. Yeah. You, you so play the Saints, Falcons, and the Buccaneers twice. That's yeah. that's going to be tough. Like right, I, and once it's again, hard to have a lot of faith. In this. Pretty big X factor. Uh, I don't know about their future, but as far as yeah. their projections this year, uh, I mean, there's a reason I don't have McCaffrey as number one. I'm scared for this offense. Wow. Um, but yeah, so curious to see what turns out. Matt Rule could be the next big thing, but I think it's definitely going to be <laughs> definitely going to take more than one season. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, or he can turn into an Adam Gase. Stop talking about Cliff Kingsbury. He had one season. <laughs> it was it was it was I'm a great season. It was a great season. About him. That's that's what I'm saying. He's a, he went from college to the NFL, and I mean everyone's comparing rule. To yeah. So did Nick Saban, and he was awful in the yeah, NFL. That's what I'm saying. You can be, you know, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. It, the division's the tough part. I yeah. can see a almost 500 team bottom of the division. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is the new head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Andrew, as our resident Viking truther, you're yeah. very familiar with Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. You know, he has a balanced playbook. I think he is a he was a really effective offensive coordinator. Oh, he definitely him. earned this job. Yeah. I think this is great news for the Browns. Uh, Freddie Kitchens was a nightmare. Uh, lost the respect <laughs> of his players and the rest of the NFL. This makes me more excited for all the Browns, truthfully. I think this is great for Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt is still valuable. I love Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and I think Baker, after his lofty expectations last season, uh, his ADP is pretty much non-existent right now. So I think he has a chance to step back, take a put on his big boy pants, and make a difference. And I think Kevin Stefanski can make it happen. My man Kareem Hunt as well. Yeah, boy. Two solid running backs. Got two solid running backs. Got two great wide receivers. Some of the best hands in football. And And Austin Hooper. And (laughs) Austin Hooper. You can't forget about that. That's also my boy. He was great. So yeah, I think um, I for some reason the Browns aren't getting so much hype this year as they did last year. But which I guess that makes sense because. We, we saw the result of last year. It was just terrible. So yep. hopes are not high, and I think Kevin Stefanski will impress people. Yeah, no, I'm with division. you there. It's a tough division. Uh, as the resident Packer fan, uh, I can start with our next head coaching change, Mike McCarthy, the new head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Andrew, my question for you, mm-hmm. what's your favorite type of ice cream? Uh, I, I like the mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. That's yeah, exotic. That's my uh, go-to. Brendan, what's your favorite uh, flavor ice cream? I'm, I'm going with just a, a classic cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. That's that's exciting. I, I don't know where this is going, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy is vanilla ice cream. Okay. I, I'm okay with it. Is it better than no ice cream? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you look at somebody without ice cream, and you're feeling pretty good about your vanilla ice cream. You look at somebody with mint chocolate chip, you're like, 
oh, I want what he's having. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's vanilla ice cream. He's he's fine. You have a solid, solid head coach. You're not going to be embarrassed, but you're not going to be proud. You're not bragging about your vanilla ice cream. <laughs> uh, that's Mike McCarthy. You know, uh, he did win a Super Bowl in 2010. Uh, thanks for that. But, you know, yeah, that, everybody in. knows that was Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're keeping the same offensive coordinator as did last season. So I do expect the offense to be run pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, is essentially a glorified babysitter. Uh, that might be a little harsh. That might, <laughs> might be coming lot, across man, as a little, a little, uh, a little spiteful. Um, but you know, all due respect, Mike McCarthy is a, a seasoned veteran of this league. Yeah. But I stick with my vanilla ice cream. I don't think he's going to be able to take them over the top. But I, I mean, think he is a a solid leader for this team, and I think the Cowboys will have success. Yeah, I think he he needs to adapt to the new ways of the NFL because he was. He was great back when they won the Super Bowl. He found what works, but people, you know, are adapting. They knew how he coached, and and you know, he. I think he needs to to kind of find a new find a new playbook, find a new system. Otherwise, like you said, plain old vanilla. That's that was my reaction. I was like, oh, it's time for the Cowboys, huh? Yeah. Okay. I don't do anything about this. I feel a room temperature. Is he going to sign Dak Prescott? Can we do that? That's, I'm going to go on. Nope. We better move on because I'm going to lose it about Dak Prescott. I mean, Andy Dalton's just as good as Dak Prescott. Oh, my so. God. Don't even say <laughs> that. Dak Prescott was a number two quarterback Nobody last cares. year in fantasy. Uh, moving on. You know, speaking of metaphors, uh-huh. have you guys ever gone to a barber shop where after you get your haircut, you get one of those little suckers? Yeah. And yeah, it's good that you say that because my yeah, barbershop actually gives out suckers. That's why I said it. Yeah. No, it's um, weird. Anyway, you know how, you know, there's root beer, there's blue raspberry, yep. and sometimes there's one with a mystery flavor. Oh this next head coach is a mystery flavor. Joe uh-huh. Judge, head coach for the New York Giants. His experience is the former Patriots special teams coordinator which is a very good special teams uh, and wide receiver coach for the Patriots. This is a mystery flavor. I, I don't know what we're going to get. Yeah. I don't know how good your uh, impersonations are, but this is a good time for the Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. Not even going to try that. You know, I'm going to try this voice. Belichick has a pretty rough history with his coaching tree. Um, People that were disciples of Bill Belichick, you know, we've seen them have success, and we've seen a lot of them fail. We've seen um, successful people. In the I movie. mean, Bill yeah. O'Brien, he comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Yep. And I, we have, yep. yeah, Matt Patricia. That's TBD. That's so we'll see. Sad. Josh McDaniels uh, flamed out as head coach for Denver a couple oh, of years back. So right there. thank yeah. you. Joe Judge, mystery flavor. Uh-huh. Could he be root beer? I sure hope so. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I love Daniel Jones. I think he has some real upside. Evan Ingram has a real chance to be a superstar. Yep. This is a solid team. They have really good pieces. Barkley, Ingram. This is a Absolutely. solid team. I'm excited to see what they can be, and I hope Joe Judge is, I guess, enough of a leader to let the good pieces be good pieces and yeah. work with what you already have. 
I I agree. I really like this Giants offense this year. The NFC East is so intriguing to me this year. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen because I do have faith in this Giants team like a lot. Um, I'm pretty sure at the end of last season we made some Super Bowl predictions, and I said Giants are going to finish number one in the East next year. And wow, I'm not. It, we're supposed to go bold, right? But I can. I still have that belief. I still think that the Giants have that potential. I mean, they really got to figure things out on defense because defense <laughs> is not great. But they have the weapons on offense to be a great team. And if Joe Judge sees that and improves the defense, I think that it can be a, a really fun team to watch, especially for fantasy players. Because it is yeah. high scoring because their defense is garbage. <laughs> so, Yeah, no, I'm a fan of that assessment. Uh, our final option here is Ron Rivera going to the Washington professional football franchise. Yep. Uh, not to toot our own horn, Andrew, but yep. we've been referring to them yeah. as that for uh, since our inaugural season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's toot our horn for a second. Doot, doot. There we go. Yep. Uh, I really like this hire. Uh, this is a franchise that is, I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying dumpster fire, but that's essentially what it is. I think Ron Rivera is one of the most uh, well-respected coaches in the NFL, uh, both as a person and as a leader. And I think he really brings, uh, you know, a, a new level of legitimacy mm-hmm. to the Washington football team. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, he he's overseen superstars. You know, he he was there for McCaffrey when he blew up. He was there for Cam Newton during his breakout season. He was there with uh, peak Greg Olson. You know, yeah. we've seen him with really good players, Steve Smith. So, you know, is he the best coach in the world? Probably not. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't put him top five of coaching ability, but, you know, he's good enough to highlight his talented players. Um, I think this is going to be a big step forward for Washington. I think as much as I like to tease Haskins, I think he has potential. Uh, and I think Rivera can get him there. You know, I think this is great for Terry McLaurin. I don't know what they're going to do with the running game, uh, but if they they have a leader, if Darius Geis is healthy, um, you know, if something else works out, There's it'll be interesting. AP. Yeah, still and, AP. Uh, they signed Peyton Barber. Ugh, I talk about people I don't care about. Definitely, I wouldn't say don't draft any <laughs> uh, or any um, Washington running backs. But oh, I disagree. Uh, I mean, one of those players is going to be good. If Geis is healthy, he's he's my bet. A healthy Geis is a great Geis. But yeah, yeah, we have not seen him yet. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody let us know if you find him. Um, yeah, no, I I really like this hire. Um, you know, he's going to elevate this team. They're going to go from a laughing stock like they were last season to I think a kind of a legitimate five to seven wins this season you know that that'll be my expectation it it doesn't seem much but it actually is a big step yeah yeah and you know i think two or three years down the road i think rivera can build a really good team he inherited a somewhat not so good team i think he can build a good team yeah so for the time being i'm not scared off of uh mclaurin but he's he's the only person i'm excited about yeah yeah i agree with that um they definitely got to fix a lot of problems over there in Washington. But like you said, a couple years, Rivera could have a, a solid team build. 
So I, yeah. I definitely have a lot of faith in, in Rivera because like you said, well-respected all around person and coach. So, yeah. And Andrew, you asked this very good question. Yep. Uh, which newly placed head coach will have the best season uh, and which coach will have the worst season? Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of that is to do with talent. Uh, we're yep. not necessarily talking real NFL implications. You know, who do you think? Um, for myself, I think as far as best season would be Kevin Stefanski. You know, I think yeah. he has a real chance. He has one of the most talented rosters in the NFL right now. Um, if he can figure out how to work his magic with Odell Beckham Jr., uh, if he can fully utilize Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it's going to come down to Baker Mayfield. If he can speak to Baker Mayfield and make that happen, this is going to be a really good team. So I yeah. think Kevin Stefanski, he's shown he can do it uh, as an offensive coordinator. If he has a leadership, I think he can have an incredible season and turn this franchise around. Yeah, Kevin Stefanski is my number one, but just to be different, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the wild card, Joe Judge. Why? Give me your reasons. Uh, it's it's definitely shut the up. Wild you're card wrong. Pick. Yeah, you can't it's even defend one. yourself. Well, like I said, Stefanski was my number one, but just to be different, I'm gonna pick Joe Judge just because they have that potential of being great. He, I, I, he, they need to improve the defense. <laughs> I just can't. I think about that team and I get so upset because their offense is so fun, but their defense is not good. Improve that defense and you actually have a solid team. The NFC East is in shambles right now. Um, a lot of crazy things happening with Dak not reaching an agreement with the Cowboys, with Washington being Washington, Eagles not having wide receivers. I think that this is a great time for the Giants to step their game up and uh and finish in that top spot i want to say if they if they don't play well i think they're still gonna play exciting hmm. and i think that's what that's what giant fans want they want something they want an exciting team because they've just been bleh, just eli manning for the uh, last hey couple. hey brendan i'm sorry did i misspeak because it sounds like andrew didn't address the head coach at all it was more about the Giants as a team. Did... I, I think I heard okay. that too. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, did you even mention Joe it again. I think we'll have the best season, but because you said that, I had to pick someone you, you were telling me why the Giants will be good, not why yeah. Joe Judge is a good coach. <laughs> Joe Judge, okay. If Joe Judge, I don't know like anything about him. Why would you pick him? Why would you pick him? Because you already picked Stefanski. I can't pick the same person. That's just pick somebody you know about. That's just boring. Oh, Andrew, that's vanilla ice cream or Baylor head coach. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm picking Joe Judge. Somebody you don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, man. How boring would it be if I just went, I agree, moving on. Nah. At least that would be accurate. If Joe, uh, if yeah, the Giants well, win this season, I, oh man, they better win. That's I should just, move on. You have such a strange attachment. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and as far as coach, which I think will have the worst season, for me, it's by far and away Matt Rule. Uh, I do not mean any disrespect to Matt Rule. I think he faces a very uphill battle this season with a, completely new team 
I think a pretty severe lack of leaders on this team because they all left or retired. Mm-hmm. Um, new play system, shortened off season, different conditions, tough division, <laughs> new owner. This is just a mess. Um, yeah. Can he be successful in the future? Absolutely. This season, I think they're going to get the crap kicked out of him. Uh, so he's he's my vote for who I think will have the worst season, not because of his ability as a coach, uh, but because I think the circumstances surrounding him. I agree. <laughs> I can't. I can't pick it. I like it. Valid, accurate to the pick, point. Yeah, you can't pick anyone different. <laughs> well, you, you can pick Joe Judge. Uh no. I don't know what you're talking about. I said <laughs> worst, not best. Oh man. Well, Andrew, Brendan, that wraps up our free agent recap. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to bringing you more analysis this season. We will be doing two seasons, two episodes per week uh, during the preseason of the NFL season. And during the season, we will bring you three episodes per week. We are excited to be in your ears and on your minds. Thank you for choosing Barry Athletic Fantasy Football. We look forward to a great 2020 season. We'll see you next time.